What's up, After Buzzers, and welcome to The Voice Of. Today, I have a very fun guest. I have Amber Nash, otherwise known as Pam Poovy, who, you know, raunchy's kind of an understatement. It's going to be a fun one. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Interesting song choice. I dig it. <laughs> Thanks. So, <laughs> why this song? Um, Brother Ali, I my husband's a, a real big fan of hip-hop, and ah. he kind of introduced me to Brother Ali, and he's just like a total badass. All right, yeah. I like it. Yeah, it's, it's just like it. a real, like, get-you-going kind of song. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, it's always fun to hear the different musical choices mm-hmm. to expose some new stuff. Yeah. Um, my name is Carrie Lane. You guys can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. And welcome, welcome to Amber. Thanks. Woo-hoo. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So um, most people know you, mm-hmm. possibly, you know, because this character's a little popular. Kind sure, of. Yeah, sure, just a little yeah. bit. On this little TV show you guys maybe have heard of called Archer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Archer on FX, and uh, you play Pam Poovy, mm-hmm. which, um, for people who don't know, is uh, had a previous job as human resources for ISIS. That's right. Right. That's an interesting job description. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. That was a long time ago before ISIS was and is what ISIS is now. Ah. Back, back in a, a simpler time. Mm. Yeah, in 2010. <laughs> <laughs> How has the show kind of morphed with current events then? Um, well, when that when that all kind of happened, uh, it was actually funny because Adam Reed, who is the creator and mm-hmm. the writer of the show, pretty much the sole writer of the show, um, he's really into dropping uh, jokes and then just never mentioning them again, ever again. Ah. And so he kind of used, <laughs> I think, that skill to... Uh, a new season started, and there was just in the background of a shot two workers taking the sign off of the wall and rolling it out, and that's the, all they said. Nobody ever mentioned it again, and I was like, it's a pretty good way to deal with it. Sure. Yeah. It's one of those, no, we already talked about it, sort right, of. It was right. a thing. Totally. Yeah. Uh, and then something, people getting ready for the new season, mm-hmm. um, there's something a little different with... Pam. Yep. Pam's going to be Poovy. Can That's you right. talk about that, please? Yeah, so so Pam is gender neutral. Poovy is gender neutral this season. Okay. Um, and I got a call from uh, Adam, the creator. He Usually, if there's something really big that happens to the show, we'll get a call before mm. we start recording. Um, or sometimes it just starts and we find it out as we go. Or he finds it out as he writes, I think. But for season eight, just like when we did season five, we kind of had a reboot for Archer Vice. Mm. Uh, we got a call about that just to kind of let us know what was going on. And uh, so Adam called us all individually, and he was so excited. And he wanted to just kind of totally give us all the information about what was going to happen with the season and the show and our characters. And... Um, I think he'd just gotten an okay from the network to do it. And the first thing that's awesome about it is it's set in 1947. Fun. Yeah. And so he told me kind of the whole thing that my character, Pooby, is loosely based on Russell Crowe's character from L.A. Confidential. Oh, interesting. So, okay. Like, what a fun sure. nugget, right? Yeah. And so I got to go and watch that and kind of do some some research. And when I went in to record... I asked the guys, I was like, do you want this to be any different or sound mm-hmm. any different? And they were like, nope, just the same. So it's it's really cool. I can't wait. I actually haven't seen any of the episodes yet because they they're haven't started. they going to start airing it April mm. 5th. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really excited to see what people's reactions are and how it all kind of comes together. It's And it's beautiful. It looks incredible. Nice. Yeah. Uh, now, you had a clip online, which was a lot of fun to watch, of how... 
Uh, you talked about the process of your how you go about recording to the animating and mm-hmm. such. So since you haven't seen it, you want to talk a little bit about like how that process is so people know because it's like, well, why haven't you seen it yet? Yeah, uh, so what, what usually happens is um, that was, I think we made that like after season one. So it was such oh. a long time ago. Like I look at that video and I'm like, oh, it was so young. Because <laughs> um, that was six years ago now. Seven years you ago. You can't now. tell. I watched it. I'm like, so it's filmed like yesterday, right? Thanks. Um, so basically what happens usually at the beginning of a season, um, they'll let us know that we're going to start recording. Mm-hmm. And uh, this season is only eight episodes. And previously we were oh, doing 13. Some ep- some seasons were 10 episodes. And mm-hmm. really the only prep that happens is that we get a script and then we read it. And then we go in and we record it. <laughs> um, it like, boom. And, yeah. Right there. Right. And the way that we work, and a lot of times people don't realize this, and I didn't know this until I started working on the show, is that you'll see like clips of um, voice actors uh, acting to a monitor that's already got the animation mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. And I think that only really happens in films. We definitely don't do it that way. We record voices first and they animate after. Yeah. So usually we'll, when we are recording, we'll do an episode and then Adam will write another one and then we'll record it and then he'll write another one. So we have time off in between. We honestly, of all the people that work on that show, have the easiest job. And the bad part is, is that we're the ones that are the best known for working on the show and literally we do almost none of the work. Like, the writing and the animation takes a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other really cool thing that happens on Archer is that it's all uh, it all stays here. Like a lot of work gets shipped overseas because it's cheaper to animate. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you go into the Floyd County offices, it's like this little hive of like art students, like just mm. hunched over their computers. It's really <laughs> yeah. cool. They employ a lot of artists there. Now, you're based out of uh, Georgia, but yep. where do they do the recordings for Archer? So uh, they record us. I live there, and they make the show there, uh, and they animate it there. And I live there, so we record them just in a studio in Atlanta. But then everybody else, um, a lot of the actors live here in mm. Los Angeles, and then people also live in New York. <clears throat> and so they just patch in. I mean, that's the great thing about voice working is you can literally oh, okay. do it anywhere. Yeah. yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. So no, but no like reunion trips over there? Or? No. Every once in a while. I mean, the good thing is, is we'll get together for like Comic-Con. And like yeah. it was season two before I met any of the other cast. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I didn't know, like I didn't really know what I was working on. And I was like, oh my God, this is a show with a bunch of famous people on it. And I got hired to do it. Yeah. It's really fun. Now you're one of those famous people. What's that? I am now. Like, right? <laughs> now, was it interesting hearing like their voices and then you were saying you didn't know them necessarily ahead of time to then see in person be to do you feel they matched up to what you expected because you know, you see the image of the ca- character yeah. but not necessarily the right. real person with them. Well, I'll tell you, John Benjamin, H. John Benjamin, does not look anything like Archer, <laughs> so that was probably the most jarring. Mm-hmm. But you look at, like, Aisha, and she's also a tall, gorgeous woman, so it's not that much of a stretch. Um, yeah, the first time I met everybody, I was really excited mm-hmm. to meet Chris Parnell because he's, like, a super big uh, comedy star. So I was like, oh, my God, I've been a fan of yours forever, and he's such a really nice guy. He's very genuine and really cool, and he's also Southern. Um, and I met Aisha, and the first time I met her was at Comic-Con, and she was she's, like, eight feet tall, and she was wearing, like, a white suit, and I was like, Oh my God, she's an angel. <laughs> she's amazing. So you fangirled just a little bit, just a little bit, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, I still that's pretty do. fun, though. Yeah, yeah, because then it's people like you admire, and you're you know part of that team as mm-hmm, well. Totally, yeah. Now, um, 
voice acting can be kind of isolating because you know you're in the booth you're not necessarily with other actors Mm -hmm. on occasion but not really Mm -hmm. um how often do you all get together in real life besides conventions or is that kind of it that's kind of it in the beginning we were doing cons together and then we'll do events here and there like when we went to the emmys and we won that was pretty rad so we got together Mm -hmm. and all got to get dressed up and go to the emmys and then for a while we were doing archer live which was Mm. so fun and we all got really close then because we were getting to see each other a lot Mm -hmm. and uh we toured all over the place. We were like in Milwaukee and San Francisco and we did one in Atlanta and we did several in LA and that was super fun. I would love to do those again. It was basically just us screwing around on stage for an hour and being extremely dirty and then the audience would pay for it and that'd be the end of the night. <laughs> it was really, really fun. Do so you have that moment where you're like, this is my job. Yeah. It was really <laughs> cool because it was like, I mean, they would pack these houses full of like thousands of people. It was definitely the biggest audience I'd ever been in front of. Wow. Yeah. Now, Sometimes, or it happens a lot with voice acting, is like most people know you for your voice, mm-hmm. not necessarily what you look like. Right. Have you had people recognize you more so now because, like, they've looked up the character or something like that? Yeah, a little bit more now than before. And and sometimes people, I work at a theater company in Atlanta mm-hmm. called Dad's Garage Theater. Um, and we kind of describe it, it's kind of like the second city of the South. Like, it's mm-hmm. a pretty mm-hmm. big theater. We do improv and we also do um, scripted stuff. But people have said that they have been in shows and they heard my voice and were like, I recognize that voice and then Googled me and then found out who I was like while they're watching the show. So that's happened before. Have you had anybody recognize your voice and like out in public just generically? I don't think so. I don't think so, no. (laughs) Have you had anybody where like they had Archer merchandise and you're kind of like... Hey, you know what? I was actually, since I've been in Los Angeles, I was having lunch with a friend of mine who used to work for FX. He mm-hmm. worked in the PR department. And we were sitting outside on a patio eating lunch, and the guy next to us was sitting by himself, and his phone rang, and it was the Archer theme song. And I wanted to be like, hey, um. <laughs> but, you know, it's such a douchey thing to do. I totally wouldn't do it. But it was really funny. That happens every once in a while. It'd be so fun to be like, you need to just say, like, uh, you know, a generic Mm-hmm small talk thing in the voice. Yeah, or be like, hey, you know, have you heard that um, the actress that plays Pam Pooby, Amber Nash, is like really amazing and nice? <laughs> just start spreading rumors like, about myself. Yeah. Just insert that in there. All right. Do you feel that it's very similar to your own voice or is it difficult to get into uh, Pooby voice? It's a good question. Um, when I first started, uh, the guys that work on the show, uh, Floyd County is the name of the production company, they don't love using character voices so Mm -hmm. that's why everybody on the show is not really known Mm. as a voiceover actor they're known as actor actors Mm. and um part of the reason is because they're like it's kind of hard to sustain over time Mm -hmm. and so they didn't really want anybody to have a character voice and in the beginning i was working on a show called frisky dingo that i'd Mm -hmm. done with them um on adult swim and basically it was my voice the voice i used on that show as val was my voice and so when they wanted me to do pan they were like you just you know do your regular voice but when I saw her, like, the voice of Pam kind of came out of me. And it's the voice that I use when I'm telling stories about my mom. Like, are you sure you want to wear that, Amber? So there's a little, <laughs> a little bit of that. Um, and then if you listen to season one or season two even, like, I sound more like myself than I do like Pam. Mm. Uh, but now, like, further on in down the road, I sound so much more like the character than I do like myself. It's pretty fun. So the voice is kind of adjusted yeah. throughout the season. Yeah, it's, it's become more more Pammy, more poovy. Is that something you'd tell your mom? Be like, so, Mom, I modeled this voice after you. No, I've never told her. And I'm hopefully she's not scanning the internet looking for, for interviews. Well, 
it's not necessarily, you know, a bad thing. Yeah, it's admiration. Totally, totally. You like it so much that you're like, I was going to say this. <laughs> this is for you, Mom. Yeah. Now, um, you, a big part of your career is improv. Mm -hmm. How did you get in improv? So I, uh, I, after high school, I started college at Georgia State University, and I was mm -hmm. studying psychology. And um, first, I was studying biology, and then I was like, this is the worst and most boring thing, and I'm really bad at it. Oh, man. It's a lot of work. It was so much work, and I was very bad at it. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna study a lighter science. How about, like, psychology? And so I got my degree in psychology, and all the while, I was like, there's something missing. Like, I'm just, you know, I need mm -hmm. an outlet of some kind. And a friend of mine had seen an improv show and was like, have you heard of this improv thing? And I was like, no. <laughs> and so we went and saw a show, and I signed up for classes that night. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. and then I started taking classes and just kind of fell in love with it and then found my way to Dad's Garage, which is the theater that I'm mm -hmm. at now, because there wasn't a lot of theaters uh, in Atlanta at the mm. time doing improv. And then I just never left. And so I did that for a few years just as, like, my weekend fun thing to do. And then about two years later, I was like, Mom, Dad, I'm quitting my job, and I'm going to become a full-time actor. <laughs> and they were like, what? Uh, so I did that, and I was lucky enough to get a job working at the theater that actually paid me money so I could make a living. And so I was the education director there, and I taught classes oh, nice. and then just kind of spun that into to enough money to survive. Yeah. Are your parents now like, oh, okay, I guess that actor thing was a good choice. I guess so. We don't really <laughs> talk about it. They're like, oh. well, we're proud of you. But I don't I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. I'm going to have to ask them that. Yeah. Do they watch the show? No. Okay. <laughs> They're very conservative. I was going to say, then they might not necessarily yeah. <laughs> love that. Yeah. yeah. My mom's is just too dirty for her. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think my dad likes it, but he's afraid to tell my mom oh. that he likes it. <laughs> there are those moments where yeah. you're like, dad, no, secretly. Dad, right. I can, you know, totally. Yeah. You could tell them. Yeah. <laughs> Now, how do you feel you ever use your degree in the acting uh, or any other part of your life? Because, I mean, going from a psychology degree to acting is a little bit of a jump. So. Yeah. Yeah, I use it more than you'd think, mm -hmm. like, particularly in dealing with actors. Okay. <laughs> Knowing yeah. a lot about psychology sure. can be very helpful. Yeah. Um, and also just, like, kind of, um, I've used it before when people had questions about scripts or trying uh. to figure something out. And, yeah, I mean, it's, like, I think most people that study psychology or know anything about it, it's, like, in everyday life. You know, it's mm. just part of being human, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because it's interesting the path that some actors take of, like, you know, if you have a degree related to the arts and not so much like the, and then the people who you know crisscross yeah. yeah totally it's very kind of different and a thing you're kind of doing now too that I found really interesting is touring with like improv and teaching mm -hmm. uh want to talk about that yeah yeah so um I've got we're, because we're improvisers we're always doing different things and creating new mm -hmm. stuff and I think we get bored with doing one thing for too long which can be a good thing but it can also be a bad thing especially if that thing <laughs> didn't really get baked well enough and you're like oh, mm -hmm. I'm done with it um, so I've got a lot of groups that I work with um, mm -hmm. at Dad's Garage that I tour with one of them is with my husband mm -hmm. and we do a show that is based on the screenwriting book called Save the Cat yeah. um, and it's such a fun thing because we're basically writing a group improvising a film in 45 minutes and it's nice. super fun um, and so that's how I met my husband was through doing mm -hmm. improv. And then I've got another friend that I tour with named Matt Horgan, and we do a show called Big Ol' Show. Okay. And it's a big, like, southern antebellum tale that's so stupid and over the top. And we wear, like, overalls and have corncob pipes and play a bunch of characters. It's really fun. And so I've been really fortunate that I've got to tour the world, like, doing mm -hmm. improv and teaching. And um, I've met so many people. I have friends all over the place that are improvisers. It's really, really cool. And then how much improvising do you get to do on voiceover work? Because it seems 
Archer sounds like you could yeah. compared to something else where it's already, you know, pre-made. Yeah, and a lot I, in 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 the old days when they were making Frisky Dingo and Sea Lab, they used a lot of improvisers on their show, mm. and I think it's because they liked working with improvisers, just kind of mm-hmm. because you can figure stuff out on the fly. Mm-hmm. But now uh, the show is so tightly written in such a good way that we just don't need it. I mean, Adam's such a genius, and he already knows like what's going to happen three seasons from now. So yeah. um, there's times when we get to improvise, like in the in the script, it'll say like everybody, and mm. it'll be a line where people are reacting to something, or you know, there's some kind of commotion going on, mm-hmm. and that's usually when the improv happens. And so we get to screw around there, or sometimes a line might not be working or a read might not be working and so we'll improvise in the booth a little bit with me and the people on the outside to try to figure out what the what the right thing's gonna be mm. yeah um now have you ever had any line that you couldn't really say because it was just that funny <laughs> i've had lines that i was having i was surprised made it into the show because oh. i was like oh my god this is the dirtiest thing i've ever read mm-hmm. are they going to be able to put it on the air and then it's like yeah they put it on the air i think it's because we're animated. I think we can get away with more than if oh, it was a live sure. action show, just because the characters aren't as you know they're not as realistic as real people. Um, and on, what are some of those lines? Oh God! So the one that I was like, oh my God, oh my God, it was. Uh, I don't remember what it was in response to, but Pam said, "Masturbate until my fingers bleed," and I was like, oh my God, that is so like so incredibly dirty. I can't even believe it. Yeah, it just sounds uncomfortable. I know, and the fact that your fingers would bleed first is even more disturbing. Yeah. It doesn't sound like a good... No. Right. Right. That's why my mom doesn't like the show. Yeah. I I understand that. (laughs) Right. Um, Any other lines that stood out to you that... Uh, um, I mean, there's so so many. And, like, Pam, luckily, for me, gets a lot of the grossest, like, most hilarious ones because she will and do anything. Will say anything and do anything. Uh, Another one is, uh, you're so hot for him, I could reheat this chili in your cooch. It's another mm-hmm. good one. Yeah. Um, there's so many. I, like, I forget what they all are, and then I'll be at a con, and somebody will be like, hey, say this thing. And I'm like, oh, my God, I've totally even forgot that that happened. Yeah. Is it weird to say it out loud in person with someone <laughs> versus, like, in a booth in the privacy Yeah, because it, it's real. You <laughs> yeah. look in their eyes and you say it. <laughs> it's totally weird. Has anybody asked you to do, like, a voiceover message recording for mm. them or anything? Yeah, all the time. It'll usually happen, like, at cons if I'm signing. uh, I'll get people to ask me to do it. And I've probably done, like, a handful of them. Mm. A couple people have been like, hey, will you call my wife on her birthday? And I'm like, yeah, I guess. (laughs) I have time. That's kind of cute, though, like, to have people be that excited just to hear your voice. It's amazing. And, like, um, a while ago I did a Twitter contest where I had a bunch of people – um, I had a bunch of like extra like swag from FX, mm, like mm-hmm. puppets and T-shirts, and I was like, well, I should give some of this away. So I did a Twitter contest and I had a cosplay contest. Yes, and I saw those. And people posted so many amazing pictures. I need to do another one because it was so much fun. I just thought it was crazy how uh, great they were of the, like the realism of like they took the image and completely recreated yeah. some beautiful women, and I was like some very gutsy ladies of yeah. wearing like just an apron totally. and like holding. I was yeah. like, yeah. And they did the whole thing, you like know? the whole, yeah. the whole scene. Yeah. They painted the whole thing. It was incredible. Yeah. So if you guys want to see that, go check out her Twitter. Yeah, yeah, Twitter uh, at Amber C. Nash. All right. Yeah, because yeah, I saw them, some of those were great. Yeah. That's a fun like way to interact with your fans. Totally. Uh, do you ever live tweet? I do. Um, I actually have been live tweeting for the last 
three seasons and mm-hmm. it's so fun but I have to go back and watch the shows again because I'm like I have no idea what just happened during yeah. that show but it's really really fun to do and it's fun because I get a lot of fan interaction so mm-hmm. during commercial breaks I'll go check see what they're talking about and then go back and then after the show's over I'm on Twitter all night just replying to people do you, do you find social media has you know how has it changed your interaction with fans because obviously you can instantly communicate yeah. with them. It's been it's been crazy because it kind of all coincided. Like it all kind of started at the same time because mm. we started the show, we started making it in 2009. Mm-hmm. So 2010 is when the show started airing and so that's kind of right when like all the social media like Twitter and Instagram mm-hmm. and all that stuff kind of started to get big. And I remember my husband being like, you got to get a Twitter account. I'm like, mm-hmm. what is even Twitter? Is that the <laughs> Ashton Kutcher thing everybody's doing? Uh, and then I'm so glad I did it. It's one of my favorite things to do. It's cool that you get to interact with mm-hmm. fans so readily, but it can be a little overwhelming sometimes because sometimes you just need to like be a normal person and not read what everybody has to say. But I sure. have to say, I've been very fortunate. Like people have been so cool to me. Mm. And mm-hmm. I know I hear horror stories about like celebrities really getting like, you know, a rough ride from fans. Um, and I've just been, I've been really fortunate. There's been a few times, but you're just like, whatever, I'm just not going to listen to this person. And for the most part, it's just been like super love and That's really good. cool people. Yeah. All to those meaner haters. I know. Yeah. Well, you know you're not big until you have haters. That's right. That's right? right. It's like that's when you know you've made it. Is <laughs> totally. When you get haters. Yep. It's like, really? Don't you have something better to do with your mm-hmm. time? Um, in what ways would you say you're like your character? Oh, my God. Um, I was – I definitely – used to be more but I still am now like one of the guys like Mm -hmm. I always grew up with all my friends were boys Mm -hmm. doing comedy you're just kind of around men all the time unfortunately but the good thing is is that's changing there's a lot more women in comedy and in improv now Mm -hmm. um and I do have a dirty mouth um yeah (laughs) but I'm not nearly as like strong as Pam I'm not Mm. nearly as like sexually free as Pam (laughs) because who is really you'd have to be insane um yeah she's just such a badass I Mm -hmm. wish that I was as as strong and amazing as she is a lot of times uh we have a couple pictures of Pam yeah Uh, let's take a look here that's classic Pam that's I think the very first picture of Pam that they used um, in the first press release. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's okay. that's original Pam. That's the OG Pam. Now, um, for people who have no idea about this show or this character, what's up with the dolphin? Good question. <laughs> that's another one of those things that uh, I talked about earlier with Adam Reed, how he likes to start something and then drop it and never mention it again. Mm. So the dolphin puppet, because she was the HR director in, in mm-hmm. the first few seasons, people would come and talk to her about problems in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And so she would use the puppets to help them, you know, to, yeah. you know, deal with their issues. <laughs> and so she used the that puppet. I think she had a few more. She had like a little people puppet, like okay. a little guy. And then it just never came back. But it's, it's all over all the merchandising. It's still in the opening credits. Like the, mm-hmm. the dolphins everywhere. But it's not been in any of the shows since like season one, I think. Do you have a dolphin hand puppet? Oh, my God. I have like a lot of them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I have to do another Twitter contest because I have so many of them. But there was a but company. Do you personally? I do. Okay. I do. And there, there was a company that made them oh, and they okay. did such a brilliant job and they look really good because when you see cosplayers, yeah. there's some people that have the puppet that FX mm. sold and there's some people that have like a random other dolphin puppet that they found online that's also really cute. It's great. Yeah. And then uh, this one's kind of cute. This was... Uh, like more the character but then also with you yeah because it has your info which that's is kinda right fun. yeah that was from um they did a plush pam and you would like touch her <laughs> i think her body and she would say pam lines oh fun and so that was um the card that you would get to authenticate 
that it was like one of a certain number of them yeah. and so that was i signed those at comic-con for people oh that's pretty yeah. cool and then we got um here's an example uh, of the raunchiness that's right uh, want to give a brief synopsis of what the heck's going on yeah here? i believe that is when uh pam is kind of mixing it up with the yakuza mm-hmm. and uh, she was just Fun. showing some boys a good time Mm-hmm. And, like, I love that they're passed out, and she's yeah. just, like, ready to go, man. She could be up for two more hours. Yeah. She doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, she, I can definitely see the more liberated sexually of, like, <laughs> she's very comfortable in her body. She's, like, what Really ifs? is, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I think, yeah, we got, I like the funny faces of how how often do you make a funny face in the sound booth oh to my God. get the line out? So many times. And I also, like, just generally, every time there's a picture taken of me, have the stupidest face. <laughs> and so that's just what I look like in pictures most of the time. But yeah, I'm always making terrible faces. The booth is a gross place. Like, because you're in there, you're working hard, you're sweating, and people never see what's going on in there. So people are like, I don't care. Like, you know, nobody's going to ever see this. And so when yeah. you do have pictures taken of you, it's pretty terrifying. Well, it's it's a moment there. Like, she's, she's guys, Amber's doing it. Come now. She's going to make a funny face. Say and click. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think we have another fun one, too. Oh, oh there's, there's a headshot. Nice headshot. A headshot. And then was there one more? I thought maybe I had one more of you in the booth. Um, but actually a fun one talking about the booth. Uh, there's a comedic and how also how uh, how set up is the video where you're eating the bear claw, but you're eating the donuts because they're like, wait, eat the, no, the biscuits. Yeah, yeah. The biscuits. Yeah. So. Yeah, we made that, again, that mm-hmm. was, like, around before season two aired, and it was in reference to something that really happened. So the video is fictional, okay. but it was very much in reference to what had actually happened in the Got booth, it. and it's yeah. because Pam mm-hmm. is always eating. Yeah. Um, so when I'm in the booth recording lines, I'll try to, like, get across the sound of something in my mouth, and they're like, no, you need to actually have food in your mouth. And then I'll be like, well, what if I put, like, this pencil on my mouth? And like, no, no, you need to have food in your mouth. So the very first time it happened was... Um, we were at this studio that was not like a well-appointed studio by mm-hmm. any stretch of the imagination. There's no food. There's no break room. Like it's you know kind of mm-hmm. a kind of a shithole. And uh, they're like, well, we need some food for Amber. And so one of the guys, Casey, who's the director now, he goes out, comes back with like this random bowl of like cheese balls, like the gross, like bright orange mm. cheese balls. And I needed to do a lot of eating, and I needed to have like a pretty full mouth. And so I ate a uh. bunch of cheese balls and. I'm like yelling and there's like cheese ball spit all over oh. the microphone and then I get out of the booth and my whole script has got like orange fingerprints on it. It was so disgusting. I wish I would have kept that cuz I, I could have sold it on that. eBay. Yes. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Well, do you oh, do you ever keep like the front page of a script and then like have people sign it and then No. <laughs> I need to start doing stuff like that cuz usually honestly it gets emailed to me and then they sure. just give me a paper one when I yeah. get there. Yeah. Got to keep the first page or one that has a weird line, sign it. Yeah, take it's it to events. Do that as a contest item. Oh my god, I'm gonna start doing that this season. It's a good idea. You've just it's changed easy. the game. Done. You guys are welcome. <laughs> well, because that's an easy one, especially if it's like you know a particular line that stands out, and then it's you know like a piece of the show mm-hmm. without being like, you know, uh, taken away from something else. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, and it'd be like Nobody an easy care. thing to get framed and put on mm-hmm. your wall yeah. in your pampoovy room that everybody has yes, at, at right. home, right, guys? Yeah. <laughs> well, because people have uh, the images, like uh, the gels or whatever, the insert images yeah. from animation. So yeah. same idea. I have a script. Totally. And did you have any other fun food moments then? Or They better provide you that food if they're like, you know, you're going to eat. Then you're well, like, so what are you bringing? Yeah, it, it happens a lot, actually. And especially in season five, because I was eating cocaine <laughs> in every episode. 
How and do you eat cocaine? Good question. They figured out lots of different ways. Okay. Pam made like a cocaine slurry that oh, okay. she would sur- slurp I'm up. The powder? Yeah, but it was always like like cocaine made into like a food item. Ah. Um, but I had to do a lot of eating that season. And the poor guy, our engineer that worked at the studio, we would record at. I'd I'd read the script and I'd be like, oh, I got to remember to bring something to eat. And then I would always forget. And then I'd get there and he'd be like. Yeah, I mean, I got a granola bar. Uh, you guess in my lunch, I guess you can have it. I'm like, so sorry, dude. I know this has happened like five times in a row, and I eat your lunch every time I come in here. He Poor should come guy. prepared then. Now I know. you're going to do it again. He's right? like, I brought extra. <laughs> totally. So I'll just take this one. Yeah. Does it, do you ever have moments where you're like, <clears throat> you know, get all choked up with the oh, food? Oh, yeah. Okay, I mean, so there's I all kinds of gross things that happen. Yeah. And then also where it'll be like, guys, I don't want to eat... 200 pretzels this morning so i'll like chew it up and spit it out and there's there's a spit bucket yeah and then there's been times where i've had tissue in my mouth why tissue because we didn't have food like really it's Uh, bad working conditions well you say it's the easiest job i don't know there's some moments (laughs) of that that sound a little tricky no it's really pretty amazing you know stuff your mouth full and like i mean if that's the worst thing that's happening to me at work then i'm done right well i don't know tissue does sound like it was pretty gross because it, like, totally dries out your mouth. Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they do have free water. Okay. That's well, pretty cool. you have water. <laughs> uh, is there any particular food uh, you like to eat or have before going into a session? I usually... It's usually in the morning. It used to be in the afternoons, and they changed it to the morning, which was not cool with me, but oh, whatever. Hard to get up. Um, so I usually mm-hmm. just have coffee before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a Don't. real coffee drinker. Coffee? Yeah. How do you like your coffee? Uh, just with cream. Okay. Or usually milk, just skim milk. Honestly, yeah. you're getting older. You gotta watch. You gotta watch those those fats. <laughs> what about almond milk or something? I like do that? like almond okay. milk. Yeah, yeah. I prefer cashew milk actually. I, I haven't done cashew. I tried coconut, but it went bad too fast. Oh yeah, maybe it was bad when you bought it. Could be. Well, yeah, my fridge went bad, old. Oh, so. yeah. But almond milk that lasts right. forever. <laughs> right. Um, what has been your favorite season to do as Pam? Wow. Um, you know, honestly, I think it's been this season mm-hmm. um, as Poovy. It's been so cool because. It was such a challenge. The mm-hmm. first time we got that big of a challenge was when we did Archer Vice in mm-hmm. season five, and we everything was kind of different, but my character wasn't that different. Because mm-hmm. um, I've been telling people, too, what's cool about the show is people are like, well, everything's changing, and I don't like change. And it's like, but it's really cool if you just pay attention, because what's mm-hmm. cool about it is that everybody still acts the same. They still treat each other the same. Mm-hmm. Like, we're still the same kind of assholes we were in the season before. Um, so this has been cool because... My character is so different, but mm-hmm. so the same mm. that it's it was really challenging. And to get to, and to be in a show that's gone on so long, and to get some big challenges for a character is really cool. Like we're really fortunate that we get to do stuff like that. Any spoiler of what those challenges could be? Well, um, I can tell you that it's set in 1947. Mm-hmm. It's called Dreamland. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, got like a film noir feel to mm-hmm. it, and that's probably all I can tell you. Oh, that's it. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. No, yeah. that's fine. Um, now, if you could take, I mean, you kind of talked about it before, but um, if you could take one character trait from Pam, Poovy, because either, yeah, because mm-hmm. different traits, um, what would you like to take on as one of their um, traits? I think, honestly... I love the ability to drive a drift car. I think that's a pretty cool <laughs> ability to have. That is. You never know when it might come in right? handy. Mm-hmm. Or like the super strength. That's a good one to have too. <laughs> you know? Because it's like, oh, we need this. We need somebody to pull a van full of people. Okay, we'll get Pam to do it. It's like she she's just unstoppable. So like, yeah, probably one of those two things. Or she can also, she's also a graffiti artist. 
So that's yeah, that's good skill. Yeah, it's lots of lots of great things. You went to Van. I was like, you'd never need help opening a jar ever again. Right. 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 <laughs> Home Alone. You're like, damn. How do I open? <laughs> if you could be any of the Archer characters from any season, who would you be? If I could be them in real life. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Um, probably Archer. Mm-hmm. Just because he's, like, so attractive and, like, debonair and, like, mm-hmm. always drinks and wears, like, nice suits, <laughs> which I guess is something I want. Uh, otherwise, why would I say that? You can um, wear nice suits. <laughs> yeah, probably Archer. That'd be fun. Like, for a day. Wouldn't want yeah. it to be for much longer than oh, okay. that. Because he's got, obviously, got, like, serious drinking problems. <laughs> That'd be kind of fun if you and the cast did... Um, you dressed up as each other's characters. Yeah, or, we like, did swapped. that one year at... Not at Comic-Con. It was at the TV Critics uh, mm, Association. Mm-hmm. And we did a reading where we all played each other's characters. And it was oh. so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. Everybody was doing weird voices. It was just, it was very unfortunate. That was like, no, no, let's not do this. Yeah, thing. yeah. I was like, that was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever said any of Pam's lines in real life? No, no. But people always are like, of course, that's what how you talk in real life. And I'm like, no, no, I can't. I can't just walk around talking like my character. People would be like, you are insane. You're like, uh, no, that's going to get me in trouble. <laughs> totally. Um, is there any, I mean, you've, everybody has a different path on how they get to where they are in their career. Are there mm-hmm. any particular points of advice you would give to people if they are interested in voice acting? Yeah, I think one of the big things, and I would, there's other people that would say this is bad advice, so. Take mm-hmm. it or leave it. Mm-hmm. Um, especially where I was. I was in Atlanta at the time. Mm-hmm. And there's voice acting everywhere. And the great thing yeah. is because you're a voice actor, if you are a voice actor, you can record stuff anywhere. Like, I literally record mm-hmm. auditions mm-hmm. in my closet. Mm-hmm. And, like, the more dirty clothes there are, the better because it's better sound quality in there. Um, but I would say in the beginning, like, don't be afraid to work for free because nobody mm-hmm. knows what you sound like. Mm-hmm. You don't have a reel yet. And the only way to get a reel is to actually do some professional recordings. And if nobody knows who you are, they're not going to pay you much. And mm-hmm. so for free or almost free, I did a lot of uh, radio spots in the beginning mm-hmm. just to kind of get my voice on on tape and to get to get some real stuff um and the other thing is is people say it's a really hard business to break into Mm -hmm. and then there's only a certain number of people that do it and that's not untrue but there has been a change in the last probably 10 years and it's that Mm -hmm. it's not it's not just the one kind of actor that they're looking for and it's not just announcery and it's not just like Mm -hmm. people that can play every kind of cartoon character in the entire world there's a lot more like archer is real voice like it's Mm -hmm. all real voice actors um and at the very end of the day the most important thing is that you've got to be able you've got to be an actor you've got to be able to be an actor because and it's more important even because you're distilling everything you would do with your entire body down into your voice you know Mm -hmm. so it's it's a it's it takes training so you can't just like you can't just have a good sounding voice and be a star just like beautiful people don't just become famous because they're beautiful they become famous because they're beautiful and they also work really hard at what they do you know mm-hmm. do you uh did you do much voice acting classes more or do you feel you did acting classes or a bit of both it was actually doing mostly improv, improv? yeah mm-hmm. and so and then also once i i was kind of i can't kind of came at it through the back door because i was already working mm-hmm. um but i was like I'm working, but I'm not getting any other work. Mm, And it was mm -hmm. because I wasn't trained. Mm -hmm. And so I started doing more workshops. And Mm -hmm. also people like, oh, well, I'm paying my bills doing this. Like, why would I'm a total pro? And it's like, well, everybody's got something to learn, you know? And so uh, it's really important to keep learning, Mm, which mm -hmm. is one of the things. I love this story. So there's this guy in Atlanta. And he's been around for a long time. He taught me how to improvise. He taught a bunch of people that came up through improv. And he had probably been improvising for like, 20 years maybe Mm -hmm. more and there was a a 
theater that opened up and they were teaching a class and they had like a level one class and the teacher walked in to teach it and there was a guy in the back of the room and it was his level one teacher that he'd had years and years and years ago and it was Tommy and it was like he'd been teaching and people improv in Atlanta for 25 years and he wasn't too good to go and learn how to do something from somebody else in a level one class and it's like that's such a good way to live your life especially as an artist because there's always something to learn so Mm -hmm. yeah especially if you're approaching it from a different angle or something Mm -hmm. like it's not like you know everything totally and with radio how different is it doing a radio spot versus like an animated show um well usually like with a radio spot they're either, either looking for like a real world like Hey, I'm a mom, and I just don't know where to get milk, um, or or the or an announcer voice. Yeah, and there's a lot more men that do that than women, unfortunately. That's just kind of the way that it's always been, but that's probably changing too. Do you have a good announcer voice? I don't. I have a terrible announcer voice. I've just got a regular person voice. Um, and and I think with uh, animation, you get to do a lot more character voices, which sure. is super fun. Um, but like I said, you can do some regular people voices too. So I think mm-hmm. that's probably the big difference. And also, um, it doesn't pay as good <laughs> doing radio. <laughs> What was the funniest or most memorable radio spot you ever did? Oh, God. Oh, I did a... There's a thing. It's I don't know if they have it out here, but they have it in Georgia. It's called Monkey Joe's. And it's like mm-hmm. a it's like a kid sanctuary where, like, if you're a kid, you can go there and act crazy for, like, two hours while your parents don't pay attention because they're on their smartphones. It's got, like, bouncy houses and, like, trampolines. And so I did a Monkey Joe's commercial. But at the end, there was a tag that was about, like missing and exploited children so it's like <laughs> monkey joe's a place to go crazy and then like this tag about missing and exploited children and i was like this is the weirdest thing i've ever done it's a very interesting juxtaposition like, <laughs> right hi I think they were, hello yeah i think they were doing like a a benefit Woo. or something yeah oh yeah that's a little awkward um <laughs> have you ever cosplayed uh pam no but i have a friend who uh who is on a i'm trying to remember the name of it He's on a, um, a re- Mass Effect is the video game that he's on. Mm. I'm not a gamer, so I don't know any of these things. And he cosplays as his character, and people go bananas for it. Because, first of all, his cosplay is incredible. And mm-hmm. he had, like, this amazing suit made nice. by, like, an amazing artist. And it was, like, very expensive, I'm sure. Um, and so when he goes to cons and cosplays it as, as his character, people love it. Because he sounds like his character, and he looks like his character. So he's like, Amber, you've got to cosplay as Pam at some point. And I was like, I can't. I just can't bring myself to do it. She has some easy suits that she don't look too hard and get a blonde wig. I know. I know. I just can't do it. Why not? I don't know. Maybe one day. I, I, maybe because people make you say the lines more. Right. Sorry. Right. Because that would be funny. Is like you're as a character and people don't realize. They go, oh, that's a great costume. And they yeah. don't realize like, yeah, no, but she's the boss. <laughs> oh, okay. Um. What what kind of projects are you looking forward to doing next? Uh, I mean, Archer, if you said 2009, it's almost 10 years, which mm-hmm. is pretty crazy. Um, do you have any new projects you're working on? Or, I mean, Archer's coming out soon. You yep, said April. yep, April 5th. And then um, there's also, a, we did a web series a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and you can see it online right now at heartofamerica.com, mm-hmm. H-A-R-T, because it's the character's last name. Her name's Grace Hart. And uh, it's, a, it's a web series that we did. It's 10 episodes. They're mm-hmm. all about five minutes each, so they're really, oh, you know, mm-hmm. really easy to watch. Uh, but it's four different storylines, and I play the four main, there's three different storylines, and I play the three main characters and the narrator, who's like oh, an wow. old man. It's pretty fun. Fun. It's really crazy. There's like a cop storyline and then like an anthropologist that's mm-hmm. searching.
searching for Bigfoot <laughs> and uh, and then like a, a dying grandmother and her grandson. It's really, really fun. And uh, so we, we made that through Dad's Garage, which is the theater mm. that I work at. Mm-hmm. And then we're making another um, short film in April mm. with a group of adults with special needs that are a theater oh, company. So they do theater shows. And this is their first, I think it's their first as a group um, project on film. And mm. we're doing a short film with them and they play a floor hockey team and I'm their coach. And we shoot that next month. So that'll probably be out in the summertime. We're really excited about that. How's it feel to be playing a coach? It's pretty great. It's a, it's totally it works for me. It's like a, it's sure. in my wheelhouse and it's pretty fun. Although I know nothing about f- like floor hockey, but I know nothing about hockey in general. I know some basics. They, yeah, they hit each other. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. <laughs> you gotta hit the ball. You know? No, there's not skates. Oh, because you play well, you in said tennis hockey. shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of lacrosse. Kind of. Right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we'll like, see I, how it looks. Go sports, right? <laughs> <laughs> totally. I'm not a sports person at all. Um, back to the web series. What was it like playing the different kind of characters? Like, mm-hmm. it, was that difficult to switch into the different voices? or It, was, uh, it wasn't hard to switch into the voices, but it was hard. And I think because I do improv, I do a lot of characters. It's one of my mm-hmm. favorite things to do. Like, all improvisers are different, but one of the things I really like is to play a lot of characters. And so I'll do scenes that are five minutes long where I play a bunch of characters. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that hard to, to get to do that. But the hard thing was is that all the characters look very different. And Mm. um, so getting in and out of makeup, like the old woman, there's this amazing stuff. Like the special effects makeup blows my mind. There's this Mm -hmm. amazing stuff where you basically like smush your skin up and then put this stuff on it. And then it dries and then you let it go. And it makes your face like crepey, like how old Mm. ladies' faces Mm -hmm. look. And I would have to get into that. And sometimes I would have to play that character and then another character and then back oh, into that character. No. So my skin was just like, <laughs> and then the old that's man. That's a good thing you do voiceover. Then. Right. <laughs> the old man that's mm-hmm. the narrator has like one milky eye. So I had to have a contact in it. I'd never worn contacts before because oh, I was okay. afraid that it was going to migrate into the back of my head and then be in my brain for the rest of my life. And that's exactly what happened because I was like, this thing's going to take over my brain. And then I hit through my eye. And the first thing it does was go back into my brain. And I was like, see, guys, this is why I didn't want to wear it. So that was kind of insane. But so we you finally mean the got back it of your out. Eyelid yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, you are not wrong in having that fear. I have had a contact roll and get stuck back up it's in there terrifying. and not come out till like the next day or something. And oh you blink it out. God. Yeah. It happens, guys. Oh, God. Um, with the different characters, do you kind of feel like you have, like, a wardrobe that essentially, like, a mental wardrobe of who they are that you can just pull mm-hmm. them out? Or do you have to do some kind of physicality to get into them? Or it's, how's that It's work? such a great metaphor is a mental wardrobe. I'm going to start using that. Um, yeah, sometimes. And at our theater, we do um, we do some stuff with costumes. Mm-hmm. So we have some shows. Like, we do a soap opera where we play the same character week after week. And so mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. character has a costume. So sometimes it's putting on something in real life that's yeah. a costume that I'm like, okay, now I'm this character. But a lot of times it'll be, like, a word or a phrase in that character's voice to just kind of click in. And mm-hmm. if I haven't... Um, recorded as Pam for a while because in between seasons we sometimes are off for like four or five months mm-hmm. and so it'll be a while so I'll have to say a few things in <laughs> Pam's voice to kind of yeah. get back into the into the swing of it and with Pam it's usually right right it's like such a weird way that she says it um but yeah so it's usually it's usually that for me it's just a little sound thing sure yeah uh what are some of your favorite characters improvise um i love old men old men are my favorite characters to play because they just don't give a shit you know i think that's part of my like career it's like just characters that don't give a shit because that's not me in real life so it's like such a nice release to be able to play characters characters that don't give a shit Um, i also like playing southern ladies Mm -hmm. you know like very like 
particular southern ladies um and then also i like it when i find something that i don't mm. know i'm gonna do and it just happens because of what's happening in the sure. moment yeah uh, now, actually, speaking of Southern ladies, you're from the South, but yeah, it doesn't sound like you have much of a Southern accent. Right. Draw. Right. Is that an effort on your part of in doing voiceover and acting that you can't be too boxed in by a... I think that's part of it. Mm-hmm. But honestly, when I was a kid, I grew up in Georgia. And when I was 15, my family moved out to Los Angeles to Glendale. Mm. And I was, like, so desperately afraid of being so different. And, like, literally, I went to school with kids that were like, you're from Georgia? Like, did you guys have cable? And it's like, yes. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't like, live in the mountains, like, in, in rural Alabama. Like, yeah. I lived in Atlanta. It was, like, a major city. Um, so I was really, really afraid of sounding different. So I think that had something to do with it. And also, sure. like, I stopped saying y'all altogether. I just don't say it anymore. Like, I can't. There's, like, something in my brain that won't let me say it. And the funny thing is, is my husband is Canadian. And he's only lived in Georgia for like five years. And he says y'all all the time. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? You're totally assimilating. It's faster to say y'all instead of is. all of you people. It's true. All of you. Y'all. How y'all doing? I know. Um, <laughs> do you feel you ever drop into it when you're like talking to family yeah. on the phone? Yeah. My sister in particular has mm. a great, it's it's not it's not a big one. It's like a little accent. Yeah. Um, so when I'm talking to my sister or my parents, like around Christmas time, the holidays when I'm with them a lot, I, I definitely do it more. Now, when you're going back, now when you're going there from like being here, mm-hmm. do they kind of go... You sound like a Californian. <laughs> no, no, no. My mom's always said, like, you have such an interesting voice. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> you guys are the ones that gave it to me. I grew yeah. up with you guys. So I don't know where it comes from. No, that's kind of fun, though. Yeah. Like, discovering that. And you're like, do you ever have people try to guess where you're from then? Because you don't necessarily sound like where you're Not from, really. You know? Sometimes, I, like, when I do go to Canada with my husband, mm-hmm. I... I get a little bit of that if I'm especially around a lot of improvisers or his family. His, oh, okay. A couple of his brothers have really great accents. Yeah. And so I'll start to do that a little bit just to kind of like fit in. And I think maybe it's an actor thing or it might just be like a person thing. Who knows? Because you just, I think people just don't want to be, they just don't want to stand out too much, you know? Or it's an improv thing. Maybe. Because you're saying yes and what? <laughs> That's right. And, yes and what? I can, yeah, I can do that voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other uh, Archer news, info, stories, anything you'd um, like to share? I, well, there's a bunch of stuff out to look at online right yes. now if you're if you're getting really excited about the new season. So there's tons of trailers. Soon. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's coming up so fast. Um, and Oh, and it's on FXX this season. Mm-hmm. So we moved from FX to FXX. And I think it's Wednesdays at 10 o'clock. So if there ever is a F triple X, is it going to be a more raunchy show? <laughs> F triple X. <laughs> I don't know. I'm it's afraid of that one. <laughs> well, there's, it's funny you say that. Like... Um, there's so much like fan porn of Archer characters online. They were they actually made a live action porn of Archer. Oh wow, that's well, I'm so not crazy, right? I'm and not... I, I haven't watched much of it. <laughs> I have seen some of it because my friends are like, "Have you seen this?" Um, there's so much weird stuff online. So much weird. Stuff. We all know that, but yes, yeah. Uh, do they try to get the voices correct? No, oh no. And then there was like this. There was a Russian archer, but it was an archer. But they were, <laughs> they were, they were. I guess they were dubbing. I don't remember. There's oh, so much wow. weird stuff out there. Yes. Do you ever like search something for archer on the internet, and then you're like, <laughs> nope, safe search back on. <laughs> yes, totally. There was one in particular that was like, it was like Pam and Lana, like in a. A very graphic situation oh, that fun. was uh it was drawn by someone it was yeah it was very very i'll never unsee it it's very particular fan art yeah yeah mm-hmm. 
fan stories yeah yeah you're like mm-hmm. <laughs> any of it ever embarrass you um no i mean i think that if i was like in a room with like my family and somebody mm. brought it out i'd be very embarrassed but like just online in general like in life i'm like yeah well people are yeah. gonna do what they do yeah uh, you mentioned, like, your parents don't watch the show. Do any other family watch and they're, like, either super fans or they're like, ooh, I don't know about that show. Yeah, my sister is totally cool with okay, it. Okay, cool. And then I have a niece who's 24, yeah. so she's, yeah. like, an adult, and she loves the show, so nice. it's super fun. And she's actually going with me to Comic-Con this year. Oh, so it'll be exciting. our first Comic-Con experience. Oh, that's a great and way to do it. Totally. And then she'll get to go to, like, the parties and see all the celebrities, and so she'll really get the fun. Because going to Comic-Con is insane like there's yes. just so many people just getting around is so crazy oh yeah so hopefully we won't have to deal with too much of that so, so archer to... will be at comic-con yeah okay yeah nice. archer will be at comic-con and I, last year we didn't air we usually would always do the first episode at comic-con oh okay so people would see it there and we didn't this year because we wanted to keep it under wraps for what mm. was happening so i don't know what'll happen this year at comic-con if like we're gonna do it or not timing right yeah. yeah uh anything going on with wondercon or are you going i don't know wondercon okay you don't know of WonderCon? No. It's like Comic-Con's little sister. Where is it at? Uh, it is in Anaheim. It was oh. in L.A. last year. It used to be in Northern California. Then it moved to Anaheim. Then it was in L.A. back in the day. Cool, yeah. It's essentially the same idea, just smaller. Not as crazy. No. Yeah, we have DragonCon in Atlanta. Right? That's also huge. How do you like that one? It's pretty cool. We go usually. Archer mm-hmm. doesn't go officially, but oh, okay. um, we'll go. Lucky, who also plays Dr. Krieger, works at the theater that I work at also. Oh, cool. And him and I will usually go bop around and check stuff out. What's your been your favorite con to attend? Um, you know, we've done a lot of really small, like weird cons. Oh, like, okay. it, yeah, usually yeah. it's Lucky and I because like people are like, "What are you guys doing? Come, come to our weird little con." And we're like, "Okay." Um, so we went to one. <laughs> we went to one in Portland, Maine. Yeah. And I'd never been to Maine, and I was like, "They can't really offer me much, but it's a free trip to Maine, and I've never been there." And they're sure. like, "We'll give you lobster dinners every night." And I was like. Well, okay. Hey, that's it, a win. Totally. And that was a really fun one. It was a bunch of really young people, like yeah. kids. And we were there for like two days, and it was just like a nice little trip to Maine. And we were out at dinner one night having one of these lobster dinners. And we're sitting outside, and it's beautiful. And we hear a voice, and I'm like, that's a really, like a really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I know that voice is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And it was Brett Michaels and he was performing at the pier next door. And I was like, see, I'm not the only one that'll go to Portland, Maine for a lobster dinner. <laughs> it's not a bad pull. Like, right. Hey, who doesn't love lobster? Right. right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much for talking about Archer yeah. and Poovy. And that sounds like it's gonna be a lot of fun for season eight. Be eight. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just a few, you know, I know. Uh, but April 5th, guys, on FXX. That's right. Wait for the triple X one. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like the next season. There, Who season knows? 10 will be the triple yeah. X. Yeah. Great. Let's make it happen. <laughs> um, uh, where can people find you online again? Uh, Amber C. Nash on Twitter. Oh, sorry. At Amber C. Nash on Twitter. And uh, at Amber C. Nash on Instagram. Nice. Yeah. And then, yeah, you guys can see those fun photos of the cosplay of Pam. And uh, they're, they're definitely fun to look at of all kinds of I love the creativity that yeah. people get with cosplay that you're just like, I can't. So great. It's insane. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously people are huge fans, so you think you're doing an amazing job. Thank you so much. Again, thank you so much. And uh, you guys can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. Make sure to give the video a thumbs up. Uh, comment down below. Let uh, Amber know your thoughts on the show and reach out online because, you know, that's a gr- obviously she does live tweeting. It's a great way to talk to the people that you admire on the shows. Uh, make sure you subscribe to After Buzz so you can be up to date on all these kind of sh- shows like this. And uh, we'll see you next time. All right. Thank you for watching.
Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.